0: And we're back live again. And Jeff, you've already done it. And if you haven't heard so far, yeah. Jeff and I will be competing in a uh, playoff beard kind of thing. I don't think yes, will. just for funsies. Um, I have yet to do that yet, but uh, I, I
1: was going to ask before you started because I know we we're talking about it, and I because uh, I was like. I thought you already shaved and I, I wouldn't have been surprised if your beard grew back that quickly.
0: So <laughs> it will grow yeah. quickly, but not that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> I, I was have, a little surprised. I have yet um, <laughs> to really shave yet, but you made <laughs> yeah, a good no, I, point when I was going through the other days. It's just preseason. Even though it's only right. We hey, two two days, we still you know, well one day because this is gonna come out tomorrow. Yeah. Uh Saturday. We
1: still you August still have 1st. time to shave with yes, so you, you, you need mm-hmm. to get it done.
2: And one understand. thing I
1: thought of we should do with mm-hmm. our growing playoff beards throughout the time and everything is I think it should be, like, a week-by-week week basis of, like, what our beards look like over time during the playoffs. And, honestly, let's, let's see how, how long our beards – or how thick our beards grow, mm-hmm. not just for the whole Flyers playoff run, but for the entire Stanley Cup finals. Oh, good. <laughs> let, 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 let's do what we can. Okay. Let's do what we can.
0: All right, <laughs> that's a good way to start off this one, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but hockey
0: is back, as hockey we know is it. Back, we got our first couple games the past two days. Yes, three sir. Two days, starting to today. When this comes out tomorrow, um, <laughs> but we are so close to when these games actually matter. Not that these exhibition games don't matter; they matter in a sense because the interesting thing they did do is. You can add two more players to your lineup for this one yes. exhibition game, which and is, and great, that is pretty especially cool, especially for the it, for teams like that. Flyers, which they're pair wise and some bottom six guys. There's some or depth defensemen, teams, yeah. but the Flyers at least have the benefit of, even though those uh, games to decide seating don't really matter, they do kind of. But there's still times there where they can. Um, Decide uh, on those, and they've already made a decision on who's starting Game One, and that is obviously Carter Hart, and obviously yes. uh, Elliot, uh, Brian Elliot's going to get one of the other starts. So of course,
1: mm-hmm. uh, but I'm more than okay with that. Um, I thought Carter Hart, and we'll you know talk about the Flyers Penguins exhibition game briefly, and later on, uh, you know, I uh, I think so far. You know, what they've shown in that game, again, we'll break down later, um, you know, both Elliott and Hart, they, lo- they look pretty solid uh, for the most part. And uh, again, it's just great to have hockey back. Um, it does. So kind of to break down today's starting lineup, we have uh, the X games going on today. Um, we will break down the games coming up in just two days on today's August, uh, today's July 30th. And soon it will be August 1st when the games officially begin. Man, I cannot wait. I am ecstatic. Yeah. So excited to watch hockey. Um, so we'll see what's, you know, going on with that and everything. But uh, we, we mentioned this last time. Uh, we didn't get to it. Unfortunately, I had to run a little earlier, um, the last podcast, but um, that's <laughs> like shaking his head um, but no so we mentioned the other day was the anniversary of the infamous uh, Shea Weber um, almost offer, said, sheet. Almost said, uh, offer sheet thank you I almost said lockout <laughs> I was like wait that's not right no. um, he is going to be sheet. in these
0: playoffs
1: yes and um, yeah so we t- with the Philadelphia Flyers and the National Predators and we'll break down our initial reactions. I actually um, had a Facebook memory pop up that Matt, I also had one, uh, Matt also had one that I posted on his wall, and I'll I'll, I'll reveal those, and at the time, you know, we'll, we'll reveal what we thought at the time, obviously, what our feelings are now, because I guarantee you they're probably very differently, um, so there's that, but there's uh, some games going on. Uh, so l- l- let's do some small stuff first. Uh, Anaheim announced uh, uh, two days ago that they re-signed Sonny Milano to a two-year 1.7 mil AAV extension. Here's, so it's a 3.4 mil deal in total for those two years. Mike? Here's you guys two things,
0: too, because yesterday when I was watching the uh, Lightning game, they currently don't have Stamkos or um, – Kucherov with not Kucherov, yeah. sorry, um, Headman with them, but they That's are scheduled to be there for their first game.
1: That's good think, to know, and I it's I very it's important.
0: Both personal kind of reasons why they're not mm-hmm. with the team yet, but they are scheduled. I think Headman, I thought they said Friday, but I think they're both supposed to be there for game one. Yeah. For uh, first game.
1: Other injury news and everything. Uh, Max Pacioretty did not travel with gold with the Golden Knights to Edmonton. According to Jesse Granger, uh, Peter uh, DeBoer said he suffered a minor injury in training camp, and it's taking longer than they initially anticipated. uh, And he said that Patch already would join the team when he's ready. So that's some little concerning news out of Vegas there for Patches. So we'll see what happens there. Also, Jeff, Mm.
0: we'll get to this later. Oscar yes, is joining the Flyers.
1: I know. We'll it get later on.
0: We'll get, our, we'll get to our thoughts on that
1: later on. Not only that, pliers. but he's got a new contract extension as well, my friend.
0: I don't think we really got to that either last time.
1: I don't think, I think we, we briefly did. brought it up, but but if in, just in case we didn't though, uh, he signed a what was it, a three year deal, mm-hmm. and I think it was like nine mil total. Um, and the the best quote of the day was Chuck Fletcher, who's or AV, who said. This is the shortest, con- this most contract he'll ever sign in his NHL career mm-hmm. after this. Um, so that, that was pretty cool. Be. And it definitely will be. So, no, I'm very happy for him. But well, again, yeah. Um, but so the, the best part is, though, he has a new extension and even better news. He's going to be in Toronto at some point, which
0: and it's not even I didn't like,
1: even think it would be yeah. possible.
0: And it's I not really everyone do. believes he will be playing at some point.
1: I know, which is just
0: we're gonna get again. We're close gonna close my mind. We'll get to our thoughts on that in a second. But actually, before we get to the whole playoff bubble and all that, first we have one big, big thing that came out.
1: Yes, like a I mean,
0: couple days, huge. this past week or whatever, uh, yes. actually involves one of the teams in the bubble and the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, uh, they had some uh, GM issues, and at first it seems kind of back and. forth. Fourth, but it definitely seems like um I forget what his name is john chica john
1: chica so he, john chica he has officially resigned from the arizona coyotes as their gm um and from elliot freeman's 31 thoughts again like mike said there's a lot of back and forth going on here is what elliot has said well, a question was asked was what exactly is this job john chuck has been offered from what Elliot Freeman understands, it is a major position in an organization that owns teams in more than one sport. The leader in the clubhouse is New Jersey. David Blitzer and Joshua Harris, owner of the Devils, also run the Philadelphia 76ers and Crystal Palace of the English Premier League and are serious spitters for the New York Mets. Uh, Freeman's theory is that this is some kind of analytic sports science leadership position across some or all of those potential platforms. Um, he doesn't know the exact role, of course but uh it's just very interesting that also he notes that you know why quit before the playoffs he uh as an Elliott Freeman he admits the timing is very very poor uh completely foreign to what sports are and should be about the only logical explanation he could give is what is that Trico was given legal advice to do it this way um you know, another angel exec said, like him or not, he's detailed, there's a reason. Obviously, I'm sure we'll find out at some point in the future. Yeah. But when the uh, coyotes were first
0: said, refer- yeah. Joe Casey in his comp in his uh, comment, he pretty much said what anyone would do in that situation, like, Oh, I thank the fans, thanks to his time to everything. Mm-hmm. But the coyotes did not have kind words for him either. They pretty much said he abandoned this team. And right. from what I saw was it seemed like it's been a little while that he um wasn't there. He was uh, diluting uh, stuff he was supposed to do to other people. Yeah. One infamous thing was when they went to talk to Taylor Hall, he was not there.
1: Yes. Not like might, just, oh, he
0: wasn't sh- may he have kind of May have annoyed Taylor Hall a bit, which is why yeah. he may leave it's possible but i'm just saying if it was me and this is the team that wants to sign me i'd like the gm and absolutely there to make absolutely
1: i would i would really want the gm there that i would want i would would obviously want my agent the gm and the coach
0: i know it's a different sport and different people are different people but i I attribute this to like Bryce Harper. When he signed this yeah. deal, he wanted absolutely. to know the owner. He wanted to know exactly. the GM. He wanted to know these people. He wanted to have a good relationship with these people. No,
1: absolutely, and you're
0: exactly right. Because Mike. for That's Bryce Harper, he's going to be there for a long time. For Taylor Hall, I don't know how long he's going to be there. Right. Some reports say that he's going to be a short-year Short term, not a lot of money. That's, yeah, and
1: and I I definitely believe that it will be a one year deal, no matter where he signs. I think a lot of upcoming UFAs, including Alex Alex Petrangelo, could sign a one year deal, yeah. uh, just because but that's I, just the nature of the beast.
0: But why uh, do it, this right yeah. before you go to the bubble.
1: Well, here's here's a very interesting point that was brought up. A good question for Elliot Freeman's Thirty One Thoughts. Uh, on that article, but uh, he had a whole section about Arizona and John Chike before the 31 thoughts. Here's one of these questions, and believe it or not, I actually am on board with this possibility about the fact that this could be a legitimate reason for why now uh, someone asked: Is this all cover for the fact that Chike is really being punished for illegally testing draft eligible players? Freeman said, uh, there are GMs who want blood, but they're coming around to the fact that they've the investigation has nothing to do with what happened here. This is about a broken relationship. Several times the Coyotes have indicated they do not believe they're facing serious penalties. And will the league punish now, punish Arizona now that Chuck is gone? Again, see what happened with New Jersey and Ilya Kovalchuk. Okay. Um, so I, 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 could see it being, you know, for both ways, I definitely could see it being that Chico and the Coyotes are being punished because of their illegally testing draft-eligible prospects.
0: I mean, the only um, good thing you can say in this is that granted, I don't see Arizona going far in the playoffs at all, if they even advance, um, and but at least the assistant GM, who I believe took over as interim, at um, least still gets to do all that all the drafting and all that. It's not like it happened yeah. like a week or two before training camp or something like that. Right. Of the following um, th- of next season. I'm saying.
1: Yes. Let me see. Cause it was. did didn't that happen with
0: the wild last year going into this year with their GM issues?
1: Yeah. It was something like that. And then yeah. they hired Bill Guerin. Yeah.
0: But granted, I think that was a different situation there and everything.
1: It was, it was, I think it was definitely very different because the yeah. GM in Minnesota had no clue what was happening. Right. And he, I'll put this by John Chike, in my opinion, he's a better GM than the former, uh, I apologize for not knowing the name, for the former Minnesota GM's name, uh, for GM, um, the, that guy from, you know, my understanding to what I've read and everything, he had no clue about any sort of analytics. He... He was very, you know, personal He, he in being like, uh, you know, he liked to keep things in like a closed conversation. So like if something leaked, he would freak out kind of thing. And so to so think of like all those Ron Hextell rumors with like, you know, like the, the uh, Buffalo wings and everything like that, the eating diet habits and everything like that, but times like 10. And that's yeah. how it seemed to me, like how bad that situation got. Um, so, yeah.
0: yeah. Even then, I didn't really care. I, I... For the run hack thing. Just...
1: Right, yeah. Anyway, uh, so, so that was a pretty big bombshell that dropped uh, regarding Bears mm-hmm. and a Coyotes. Um, it's Steve Sol- Sullivan, that's who will be the in- interim uh, GM. The organization will give him everything to show he deserves a full-time position, according to Friedman. Um, this could mean good things for uh, Scott Walker, the team's special assistant to the GM. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but so Arizona, is certainly a good one. The only good
0: thing you can say there is that's management. That's a GM that's upper. That's not, I don't think that would really too much affect the team. Right. Um, if it was like the coach and they just had to get rid of the coach and someone else came in, I could hmm. see where that could give them a little bump, but I think. Even though it's still kind of annoying to come out now, I think they can survive right.
1: it. I think so, too. I don't too. think it would uh, be
0: that much of a distraction for them. That's what right. I'm trying to say for the Coyotes. One
1: last thing about Arizona before we move on. Um, it was the first note in the 31 Thoughts by Freeman. Uh, he said uh, he thinks that the Coyotes offered to Taylor Hall was five years, 7.25 mil AEV. Um, so about 35 and a half. Uh, 35 or so mil. there, contract total. That's not a final offer from what he can tell. And we'll see over time if they become more aggressive. He thinks the situation is, is, is as important to haul as anything, so that's something to keep in mind there. Um, yeah, so there is that news. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about this now because um, I was going to jump into the whole – well uh, sorry, before before I continue, um do you have any other final thoughts on Arizona? No. Okay. Uh, so this next part I wanna talk about the league and actually praise them for a bit, uh, compared to all of the other leagues. Uh, the second other best I did my league praising
0: is... last week. I swallowed my pride there and I I, I, I gave yeah. get Batman some uh, praise. Yeah. Um but I no. So... my pride. I know we've had our issues, yep. Gary. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, some, sometimes yeah. we get along, sometimes we don't. It just happens,
1: you know? Yeah, we'll see. But he'll, he'll do something else to change that quickly for you. So, anyway, um, so besides the NHL, the MLS is the other league I definitely got to give praise to. They, they've been doing a good job. But I, I think MLS has been doing a good job, while the NHL has been doing a great,
0: great job. And they've job. even done it so that when a team... Now the NHL is not going to do this. I want to think, where if a team does get infected, they just kick them out. Yeah, I don't know if the NHL will do that, but that's what the MLS was. Doing. We'll
1: see. Anyway, so the NHL announced is just the other day that no positive results mm-hmm. on four thousand two hundred fifty six tests for eight hundred players for Last the week. one week of July eighteenth to twenty fifth. That's about as good news as you'll find. As uh, for teams heading into uh, phase four, uh, players will now be tested daily while in Toronto and Edmonton, according to Anthony Ngoni. Um, so, one but thing you know, I wrote it,
0: The good thing is, you won't have hopefully a Marlins situation. Yeah.
1: But, you know, that, that still makes me very angry with the league and the Miami Marlins. Yep. Extremely. If you want to hear, um, Jess
0: ran on that. He did a many one on our Roundtable table series on Rob Manfred. Yeah, a couple podcasts ago.
1: Yeah, fun times. Mm -hmm. Anyway, because
0: what they did was they cared more about coming back and the money rather than the health. And for the NHL's sake, and this is something I mentioned in our last podcast, if you Mm. haven't heard it or haven't gone to it yet, which was they were Gary Bettman and everyone was waited so long to announced the Hub Cities to do all this stuff, make sure the health and safety of these players came first. I think another thing that came out was he was uh, always talking to – what's his face? Whatever. He was always uh, going by guidelines of the health guidelines and everything. So he was cared more about the health and safety and everything. And everything else besides that came secondary and easy for them. Whereas MLB went, we care about our money and we want to play. But when it came to the health and safety and when an outbreak actually happened, they, like didn't that, they didn't out. really have a plan for it. Literally, no. the thing that came out with the Marlins is they literally texted saying, You guys want to play this game today? That's, yeah. what, that's so what I, I read.
1: I read they had a players' meeting yeah. to vote whether or not they wanted to play, they voted, yeah, let's play, even though they knew they had a couple players that tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. And now, apparently, uh, a coach and a staff member of the Phillies mm-hmm. uh, or something like that yep. have tested positive for coronavirus. And now they
0: shut down for a while.
1: Now they are shut down for a while. And again, because of the, the fact that the Miami Marlins are so inconsiderate of others because Rob Bantenfred is the worst Commissioner, hands down, to even let this clown show of a season
0: continue. Just saying, if you don't know Jeff or or this podcast, that's saying a lot. If he's saying he's the worst commissioner, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. because I know Jeff has his issues with our good friend Gary, but yeah. um, but so he, he has he's a, making he Gary does,
1: Bettman yeah. look like a true Hall of Famer. Like he actually is in the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. for something, for some reason. I don't know why he does not not even deserve to be in the same sentence as Gary Bettman, Hockey Hall of Fame, unless it's Gary Bettman is never allowed in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, but other than that, he's literally proving the case for why Bettman deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because Manfred is this. Freaking awful of a uh, commissioner. I think he clearly really doesn't like, care about his players. I think, I think the only difference
0: I think get, uh, Gary knew, I'm just yeah. going <laughs> like, you know, yeah, to call him Gary now. Like, you know, let's call him Gary. Is that um, the F- NHL is going straight playoffs. Batman knows, even though it's expanded and everything, he's going to get viewership. He's going to get that. Because unlike the NBA, where there's going to be some season, then playoffs, NHL is going straight into playoffs, play-ins for playoffs and stuff like that. But they're going to playoffs. MLB and uh, NFL, that eventually comes back, if not. They're starting their seasons. So, obviously, the NFL, they're going to get their audiences too. Even MLB got the biggest audience they've had for an opening day in, I think, years. Um, But the NHL is going to have no problem either, I don't see. And it's going to be hockey all day.
1: Yeah, and I think the NHL, they're going to get the most viewership they've had in years. Like, we're talking record-breaking numbers because, one, it's – you won the best sports out there. But uh, so they didn't
0: annoy everyone going back and forth, like week after week of, okay, this is going to be a proposal. Now we're going to reject this proposal. Yeah. We want this proposal. And then yeah. everyone just gets annoyed. Everyone
1: was problem. on board since day one. And yeah. that's why I got to applaud the league. I know one the, thing only I annoyance, said, yeah.
0: the only annoyance is the there wasn't really much of a jump for the um, next year's cap. That's really yeah.
1: it. The, the, that's my only gripe. But I will put it this way.
0: Had, I can. There was going to be some deal with
1: it, yeah. right? I can deal with it and be okay with that one little gripe, if that means we get legitimate hockey, which we are, and also if we are somehow able to play a full eighty-two game schedule without hindering the two thousand oh god twenty-one two thousand twenty-two season, right? Yeah. Um, yes, there's that. But one thing I said on Twitter uh, was. Uh, the NHL is doing is doing the best job of out of every league. Yet another reason why it's the best sport of the four major sports. Bravo to the league and everyone else involved for getting a handle on this. Mm-hmm. And they really are doing a tremendous job. Again, I'm not a biggest fan of this guy, as everyone knows. I'm not a biggest fan of Gary Bentman, but I gotta, you know, give him some uh, stick taps and everything. And uh, you know, same thing with everyone else involved with this league. Uh, they're doing the best that they can, and it's showing why the NHL mm-hmm. is the best of the best uh, of any sport out there. Yeah. They are doing what they can to make this a safe environment. Not only that, but one thing I'm bringing up uh, I don't, I, I'm pretty sure it was the teams who did this, not necessarily the league, but just again, just going the extra mile. When players arrived in Toronto and Edmonton, when they already got there, they had pictures of the players' family and, and close, you know, anyone that, you know, close family, friends, and relatives, or, or pets, or anything like that. They had nice framed pictures and put it in their hotel rooms and everything, and, and it was such a great gesture, and, you know, Matt Shane and uh, another member of the Preds uh, posted some pictures of, of what the room looked like, all set up with the pictures, and, you know, it and, and, and meant a lot to them, and it was mm-hmm. It was so moving. I mean, it was such a such a great, great job by uh, you know the entire league and, and and all the teams so far. So yeah. so you know I applaud them and they're doing the best that they can.
0: Yeah. And obviously for different players, it's kind of harder, but they know what they have to do. Guys like Sean Katuri, who just had a kid, I I think his thing is he's still wearing the, uh, yes. bra- the bracelet or whatever he had from the hospital to kind of always remind that's him exactly of right. what he's playing
1: for. That's exactly right, and you know, and that's a, another thing. I
0: think, um, like I know, Elliott's has family too. Drew mm-hmm. has a young one as well.
1: Yeah, Gavin,
0: mm-hmm. Mini G, and obviously, it's not. It's going to be a while before yeah. family, and that's allowed into the bubble. Absolutely. But the good thing with the NHL is doing with that is they are already quarantining the people, the right. families that are already coming already have to quarantine themselves.
1: Yeah, which is good. So, uh, but no, so all in all, it's great. I think everything is, you know, it, it, it's awesome. They're doing a superb job.
0: I, I have um, a bit of a gripe. Okay. To change the subject a bit. But still That's fine. About the Go bubble. For you. So, in the few games I've watched so far in the bubble, mm-hmm. I don't hate the, because my problem with it, when I saw the picture of the drawing of what it was going to look like, I thought it was going to be too arcadey. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. The issue I have is they added the one like Skycam kind of thing. That's like yes. I hate it. I hate that camera.
1: I'll say this I think the fact that they're doing this now an exhibition, I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. And that way, because again, they're getting feedback, and it's not just but a lot of fans and a lot of people who love hockey in general. The and you know former players and I think current players probably there or whoever, you know whoever's watching it there I know not many people are a fan of. The other thing I will say though, because I know that Bettman was talking about that puck tracking thing, uh, I don't think it's it's there, uh, which not? I'm more than okay with. I, I didn't see the name uh, tracking thing either. I'm more than okay with that. Cause I, the I'm only not, thing I
0: think was just like more camera angles because. There's no obstruction of fans that prevent right. which again, prevent it.
1: Which is unique because there's, you know, the angles we might never see because there's fans mm-hmm. blocking those angles. Yeah. But so always, again,
0: like the reason why advantages
1: and that. disadvantages. Yeah.
0: The reason why I hate that camera angle is because one, it makes it so hard to see because the players look start looking small. Right. And then it's, it's just slower than what the other camera angles are. So yeah, I have, I have no. a little issue with it. I'm sure I'll adjust and be fine with it later. But to me, it's like whenever the – like at home or any regular season game, whenever there's a power play, they go to the camera at the, uh, behind the net on the glass, and I don't like that I, angle either.
1: I hate that angle.
0: But it's just one of those things. You're just going to get used to it. Um, right. So um, And the I'm other not, thing I like too yeah. is – I don't know if you noticed this or not, but hmm. in each game – half the arena is, is one team's banners around the boards, yep. ads around the boards, and the other is the other teams.
1: Yeah. You know, so far from what I've seen from the arenas and everything, I like the look, That the, the mm-hmm. sounds, they're not too... Um, what's the perfect word? They're, they're, when, they're not too... When you're, you,
0: when you're watching it from a local feed, like yeah, with us in Philadelphia, that whole thing gets muted because they're piping in the noise from what they can hear from the broadcast from uh nbc sports philadelphia um, yeah. and all that but when you're actually watching you know, like nbc sports and everything that you hear more of you hear more yeah. of the fan noise and you hear the horn more or you hear the sound you yeah, no, that i did Last notice when i watched the um i think the hurricanes and the hurricanes caps, caps you can actually very clearly hear like the Capitals horn go off and everything, right? Because again, I
1: barely heard. I only heard the Flyers goal horn until yeah. Lawton's goal at the end.
0: I think and, you can only. I think that's just because it was the yeah. f- local feed versus the actual national feed. Cause right. That feed was actually live. You could have gone right. on NBC Sports and viewed it, but it was uh, blocked out because yeah, of the, the local feed.
1: Right. Um, so I. I the one thing I will say for the Flyers, they did announce there is some very cool playoff thing that they're doing, where they're trying to make it more at home and more playoff atmosphere for those watching at home. So they're gonna play a rendition of Lauren Hart singing, uh, you know, the national anthem and everything, and uh, they're gonna have Lou Nolan announcing, uh, you know, uh, you know Flyers lineups and everything like that, which is gonna be superb and. Um, you know, it, it's a lot of very cool um you know things that the Flyers are doing to make it a you know uh, Wells Fargo Center playoff atmosphere yet again. So I'm, I'm excited.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that's all I really got. The um
1: advice. I was gonna say really um, quickly, uh we can go over the exhibition games coming up. Um uh, we I'm sure we have Nashville at Ad- Yeah, Nashville and Dallas today at 4 p.m., at 7, Boston and Columbus, and then at 10 p.m., Vegas and Arizona.
0: The last exhibition game.
1: Yep, and then the real games begin Saturday, August 1st, the first one being New York Rangers against the Carolina Hurricanes, 12 p.m. Eastern time. You can catch that on NHL TV, Sportsnet, NBC Sports, uh, NBCSN. and then for the 3 p.m. game, it looks like it's Sportsnet, and I want to say NBC uh, yep. for Chicago and Edmonton 3 p.m. at 4 p.m. That's p. M. great. And-
0: That's honestly perfect for Connor McDavid. Yeah, NBC afternoon, and it's a Saturday. Yep, you finally get some airtime at a normal time, a regular good time on a weekend to for people who haven't get gotten to see Connor McDavid. Or know very little about Conor McDavid, to see Conor McDavid. Not only I'd that, like that time.
1: but they're playing Chicago. Mm-hmm. And Chicago fans will tune in for those games. And, and they,
0: people he- who don't like the Blackhawks, say us. Because, you know, and the domination they had, you know, in the last decade. Um, there's still people that just don't like them. So there's going to be a lot of people just rooting for Edmonton because they see them as the underdog, because you see the Blackhawks as still the Blackhawks.
1: Not only that, but again, you get to see Leon Jaisal, Connor McDavid, mm-hmm. you get to see Ethan Bear for the Oilers, uh, you have Darnell Nurse, a lot of very, very good young talent for it's the be, Here's what
0: I'll say. It's going to be a very high scoring game, because I don't think either team has that great of defense and that good of mm-hmm. goaltending.
1: I'll, I'll give defense the upper edge for Edmonton. They have mm-hmm. some young defensemen, and you know Seabrook and Keith are very are good and everything for Chicago but Oh you're right so I like just Keith then uh, thank you for that and uh but again you know so I'll I'll put this by um you know Keith obviously brings experience and everything but if I'm going to go defense better defense I'm going to go Edmondson right now but
0: either way to my point it's just going to be going a to be high fast yeah fast high scoring kind of series
1: um yeah and so then, it's it's
0: essentially not going to be like the Florida Islanders series, which I think is going to be kind of the potential of kind of being boring a bit. Yeah, we'll see. Um, even though I, even though I do like Florida, yeah, it's just when you have you're playing the Islanders and they're so defensive, it's just going to be a defensive battle. Right. Whereas when you get to the eight o'clock game, Penn's Pens and maybe and
1: uh, uh Toronto uh, uh Montreal.
0: Montreal, yeah. <laughs> the Canadians, wow. Oof, that was bad. Um, hey,
1: hey, to be even fair, though still I,
0: exhibition here. Even though Jeff, for some reason, thinks there's a chance Pittsburgh's going to lose, it's still going to be a fast-paced series because yes. Montreal likes playing faster, there. but I, I can't. It's, I know. Because you already have, obviously the top line's going to have to go against Crosby, but who goes up against Malkin? That's when you get deeper into the lineup line where you see. also have
1: Jake Gensel it. to deal with. Yeah, now no, he's so. back and healthy. By and, the way, Gensel, he looks back. But I, get your, I also
0: get your point too, is that sure. I think the only way for me to see Montreal pulling it out is if Carey Price is on his head.
1: Right. Um, I don't know if this is true. From a rumor I've heard, the Montreal Canadiens have added last year's first round pick, Cole Caulfield, to their roster. I don't know if that's true or not. If it is, it will be very exciting because I, for one, absolutely love Cole Caulfield. He will be, you know, again, if, if he's on the roster, I don't know. If he'll get actual playing time, I don't know. Um, probably not. You never know. But uh, so that, that would just be cool to see. Um, and then uh, from Montreal, you you have, you know, some speed, some skill and everything as well. I don't think as much as Pittsburgh. So, again, I could see Pittsburgh still obviously winning this series.
0: Weird thing for me, because I was yeah. looking at their lines that they were running and uh, their camp and everything. Mm-hmm. Max Stomi was on their fourth line. That makes no sense. Yeah, I know. I don't know why they do that.
1: To confuse us, Mike, that's I I guess.
0: But here's – I'll ask you this question before we get to the Flyers. Do you think there's that – because – there's just people that think there's going to be some edge for the teams that are coming into the elimination games versus the teams just battling for uh, uh, the hmm. seedings. Do you think there's actually that kind of um, uh, advantage? There actually be some advantage there, even though it's going to be maybe at most a game or two more than yeah. the seeding games. I'll, I'll put it this way. So because for me, I. I'll I'll go first. Just well, I'll yeah, let you think. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Um, no, 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 you, you go first, yeah. and I were talking about this yesterday, and my thinking is, I don't think it's going to be that. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal for the seeding teams to then get ready for those games. Maybe in that first game, I could t- potentially see mm-hmm. potentially see the play in team do better. But as the series mm-hmm. goes on, I'm just going to go more in favor of say the team that comes out of the seating or the higher seat right. or whatever. I don't think there's a huge advantage for the play-ins versus the teams playing in the seating, but that's just me. It's tough because, but I think I'll put it this way, um, both.
1: Also, both, I just,
0: this is yeah. the other reason why I think it is because those team, the top four teams are the top four teams for a reason. Mm. And I think all of them have, good enough coaching that'll keep them fresh fresh yeah
1: yeah no and i agree it's gonna to be tough no matter what so if if you are a qualifying team or maybe
0: that'll actually help them just because there's going to be yeah. so much hockey that maybe another right. day off or to will actually help yeah. them
1: uh, but i think if you're a qualifying team or if you are a um you know a, a seeded team one through four there's gonna be an advantage either way um, you know, the qualifying teams, they jump literally that first day, they jump right in and they all play. While the qualify the um sorry, the C the teams, I don't think they begin the until the next day. August, August 2nd, second.
0: Yep. that the When
1: Flyers Bruins, Blues, Preds, sorry, blues uh. Blues Avs, thank you. Um but so uh, so again. Next-
0: Day there's cap there's uh caps lightning and uh go to nights dallas
1: yeah so so again i don't think that there's I, th- I don't
0: even think they've announced the time for the last flyers game either yet
1: i don't think so but um i'll put it this way though mike so i think that you could certainly argue there's advantage for either whether you're a seeded team or a qualifying team if you're a qualifying team you know you play a best of five series and you start on the first day um, and everything like that for, for, for most of the games, um, you know, for the, but it's a continuing battle of seeing the same team, same players and everything, same coaches same goalies. While for the qualifying teams, you know, you still get, you know, you got some exhibition games in and everything. Um, you are facing, you know, a team probably every other day or something like that. But, but again, it, it's, you know, it, it's physical, but it's not do or die. So you're not, you, you're doing your best to play, of course, because you want the better seed. But at the same time, you're not trying to like go out there and, and like just empty everything you've got because the qualifying teams, this is it. Literally the series could be over in three games. You know, and you can't afford to waste a game really in the in a best of five series. Now, I could be wrong. Where, like, let's say if the team doesn't show up for the first game, that's fine, and then just blow it out of the water, and you know, win the next uh, three games. It was possible, but again, it's like, why give yourself such a disadvantage from the beginning? You know, you gotta play. You gotta give it your all. Gotta play extra hard. All these qualifying teams. No, it's it's you know, it's just for the seeding. You get three games in, and after that, that's, it's
0: I think that's where they have somewhat of an advantage because yeah. not that they aren't important because they are, but you also have three games before the playoffs actually start, right. To get your lines the best, together, the best line you think you can put together for the first playoff game.
1: Yeah, uh, again, perfect example. Look at uh, Shane Gossesper. Let's say if during the uh, round robin games, you know, it's a battle between uh, Ghost and Robert Haig, and Gossesper comes out on top as the best man to play in the lineup. The Flyers figure that out in the round robin game. But let's say if they continually go back and forth between Haig and Ghost, um, you know, in the lineup during, let's say, a round, uh, a qualifying series. It could cost them. You know, where like let's say if Ghost or Craig doesn't play the, the best game, you know, or or, or or like let's say if one guy has their a good game but the they switch guys the next night and it costs them. it's like, well crap, like we just kind of cost our ourselves a game because of a or say seven.
0: something like that, you know. Not gonna What this doesn't happen again, but <laughs> say what happened to the Flyers last year. A bizarre incident, hurts uh Sean Couturier in practice.
1: That was two years ago, I think. Two years ago, sorry. Yeah.
0: And Ivan Provorov goes into the boards and messes up a shorter. Yeah. That can that that not that I think the Flyers could have still won that series if they weren't banged up, right. but that still changed the series. Oh, a thousand all that still changes it. Changes it, but those guys are the most outside of goaltending, because you can even argue, say, Carter Hart has a rookie moment. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, maybe this is a little too much for you when we go with the guy with more experience than Brian Elliott. Yeah, what who's happens?
1: been there and or who has back. a lot of play of experience. You go back to
0: 2010, the Flyers had to go two goalies throughout the playoffs. Yeah.
1: Technically three, because after Boucher went down, Leighton was the starter. Then they had Backland as the uh, backup.
0: Yeah. Yep. So yeah, yeah, it's you, the playoffs, so you know. can't yeah, you don't know. Especially with the the time off. For mm-hmm. teams to get ready or get themselves set back into groove, it's gonna take some time. Like the Flyers went out early in their exhibition games. They played pretty well, but as the game went mm-hmm. on, they kind of struggled here and there. But I think that just cause they were gone for so long, and that was their first actual game against someone that wasn't a scrimmage or against themselves. Right,
1: yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited to see so what happens. I, uh, I can't wait uh, for the Flyers' first qualifying uh, round-robin game. It's this Sunday, August 2nd, 3 p.m. against Boston. Excuse me. So that would be great to watch.
0: On. NBC. Yes. Alrighty. The good oh, thing too is I think yes. I don't know yet, but hopefully, because I know we got Brian Boucher. Hopefully yes. that means we also got Doc. And that would be
1: nice. I, I heard him uh, broadcast last night for the first time and oh my gosh, it was music to my ears. It was awesome.
0: So Pierre will be in the West. We will not have unless you listen listened to the Western Conference game. And Then yeah. you might. But do you know what the case... funny thing
1: is? They actually so the the um, the ringside guy. So again, the, the other night when the fires, the other day when the fires were playing penguins, Boucher was between the glass. They literally had him in an actual like glass box. Mm-hmm.
0: So there's so gonna I, be there's gonna be no interview right before the game starts would, No,
1: I wouldn't. No, think. and of course, no interviews of going to the bench and saying hey how's it going right <laughs> so i know they'll it, still, it, do, it's, it's they'll very still interesting.
0: do like the in-between periods because they can still yes like a headset on and do that because i know the flyers game that did that right For that's it yeah so, so, so it'll be cool national broadcast wise too
1: yes and so it'll be very cool to see um all right so one last thing before we we kind of jump into flyers here um there was another uh, ranking. Uh, this yeah. is a Super 16 of these top teams in the Stanley Cup Qualifiers. So this is what I don't get. It says Stanley Cup Qualifiers. Why are teams that are already in the playoffs in, on this list? I don't know. Because shouldn't the term qualifier? It's shouldn't it only be the teams that are in this 2014 playoff. Where they're competing, so teams like Pittsburgh and um I thought they, I, yeah, think Minnesota, Minnesota, they going, I, I think they were going. I
0: think the just going with the um, every team that was in there, but the top sixteen because they for right. some reason feel like doing sixteen instead of fifteen for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. But, but it was just like a, that, it was yeah. just a power ranking.
1: Yeah. Match. Anyway, so number sixteen have Vancouver. um, Uh, It says – then there's two other things. It's a hit or a miss. Uh, Hit, Michael Freeland might be in the lineup Sunday. He was limited to 14 games this season, none after December 10th because of recurring concussion symptoms. So that would be big if they got him back. Uh, A miss, if Freeland plays, it could be in place of Jake Furtanen, who scored 36 points in 69 games. But he struggled in training camp and may have lost a spot in the lineup regardless of Freeland's status. Forward Zach um, McEwen is an option, but also Josh Lievo uh, is not after the Ford had a setback and his recovery from a knee injury and is not on the roster. Um, number 15, you have the Winnipeg Jets. Um, they So, sorry, for Vancouver, they begin their qualifying series Sunday, 10.30 p.m. against Minnesota. Uh, for the Jets, they begin their series against Calgary, 10.30 p.m. as well, but on Saturday. Uh, hit, the Jets were tied with the Bruins for the few goals against per game with 2.11 and were second on penalty kill, 90.2% from February 1st to the end of the season. Uh, a miss, they won't have Brian Little, who has now played since November 5th when he was hit in the head by a shot from forward Nikolai Ellers and sustained a uh, perforated uh, drum. So that is a big miss for the uh Uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Do you want to get the next T there, Mike?
0: Yeah. So the next one is the New York Islanders, who come into uh, the uh, into the playoffs, facing off against the Florida Panthers on Saturday, four p.m. on NBC Sports Network. Um, So the hit on them is uh, Adam Petlich and. Jesus Zizekas will return. I don't really think Zizekas is really, uh, you know, that very uh, uh, valuable there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the miss is – well, that's always been their thing. Okay, their miss <laughs> is saying that they have no clear-cut number one goalie. They didn't have a clear-cut number one last year either. God, I hate these lists.
1: I mean, they, they had Robin Leonard. He should have been the clear-cut one, but – Yeah, but
0: they're just going to keep doing this. So, yeah, I don't know. So – uh thirteen is the Columbus Blue Jackets who start on Sunday night at eight PM against the Maple Leafs. Um their hit is uh Okay, that's not a okay. That's
1: not a hit at all, man.
0: They're gonna be fully healthy and uh their miss is they're gonna miss Josh Anderson, who was unfit yes. to play.
1: Uh, you have number 12, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, qualifying series begins Sunday uh, on uh, at 8 p.m. against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Ailey Mikheyev's return gives an already deep group of forwards even more depth for Toronto. Uh, Mikheyev did score in a Montreal uh, against the Canadians in their expi- exhibition game on Tuesday in a 4-2 win. Uh, the Miss, the Maple Leafs, like the Oilers, are another team that has to improve its five-on-five defense. As Toronto allowed 2.24 goals per game at five-on-five this season, fifth most in the NHL. Uh, coming in at number 11, just talked about them, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, they begin their series Saturday at 3 p.m. against Chicago. Uh, it's, of course, basically the the heart favorite in Leon Draisaitl. And uh, also, you have know, Conor McDavid, the top two scorers in the NHL, picked up where they left off since training camp began. McDavid had two goals, including a gorgeous, gorgeous no-look five-hole shot. And Jarvis still had an assist and also won nine of 13 faceoffs and a 4-1 win against Calgary in their exhibition game. Miss uh, Edmonton has to be wary of its 5-on-5 defense. They allowed the third-most goals, 5-on-5, during the regular season with 158. And 2.33 goals against at 5-on-5, five five second most in the NHL. Number 10, Mike, you got it there.
0: That's not a hit. <laughs> That's not a hit. God. Uh-huh. So number 10 is the I can Carolina see Hurricanes, why it's a hit. and they're saying their hit is that they have 16 players who played on their Stanley Cup playoffs last year. Cool. That was last year. This year's different. They don't have their best defenseman in Dougie Hamilton. That's gonna be their biggest thing. Yeah. I think that's the biggest miss that they're gonna have. Yeah. And number nine but
1: also doesn't help that uh Martin Nikas or Brett Pesci is on the uh is right. recovering from injury too.
0: Right. But I think the biggest miss there is Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. Um number nine is the Dallas Stars. Oh, so I don't think it's said Carolina starts uh Mm. Saturday at noon against the Rangers. Uh, nine, uh, it's the Dallas Stars, who in their round ramen game will be placing their first against the Golden Knights uh, Monday at 6.30. Jesus. they yeah. got a little ways to wait. Um, yes, we do. Their hit they're giving them is Ben Bishop, which is obviously great, and good to open. But it's easily going to be Ben Bishop who's starting. Oh, yeah. That's them um and one big thing is uh Roman Polak uh opted out for uh the stars
1: I think that's not as a big of that's a miss a big, as people think no. they will because I don't know why to me I've never understood the hype around Roman Pollock. I just mm-hmm. the way I view him is he's a guy who gets penalties and he just
0: Also, he he only averaged over 16 minutes. He's just the
1: guy who eats up minutes, and that's that's all I see him as. Yeah, that's not
0: really anything.
1: Number eight. So, for the uh, most part, for
0: the stars, going off that, they don't really have too much of a miss there?
1: No, I I don't think
0: so. Ben Bishop can play as well as did last year's in the playoff? Which I could see him doing that. Sure. If not close. Again, the thing with all these teams, and we keep mentioning it, is the being off for so long and then coming back. um How fresh these goalies or how long it will take for these again.
1: That's the why at least these exhibition games are helping a lot, right?
0: Um, yeah, so for the stars and the next team, which would be the Flyers, which you'll mention next, Jeffrey, yeah, um, they actually are just playing in the Rod Robin games versus the actual plane, so that's right. what they'll benefit more in,
1: absolutely.
0: Um
1: so before we get to the Flyers to number eight, where do you what do you think about the rankings so far, um, from sixteen all the way down to nine? Do you like where everyone's suited? Do you think you want to want to switch anyone so far?
0: Um, I might have Winnipeg above the Islanders, but that's just me.
1: I would do that, and um, I would. I'm not going to lie. Also,
0: I uh, maybe not, but I. Mm-hmm. I might have Florida at 15, at 16, except for Vancouver.
1: I'm actually doing this. I'm bumping up Vancouver to 15, Winnipeg, 14, dropping the Islanders off the list and having Florida at 16.
0: See, my problem with Vancouver is just they're, they're young, they're a young team.
1: I know. I I get that they're young, but they, they do, they did add some, you know, some talent there and, uh, I, I think that you know they have a chance to to make a good dent in the playoffs. Tyler To is a very key pickup for them. Uh, they got before the deadline, and uh, he, he was on absolute tear for them. Um, so I, I think he'll, him and JT Miller will play a great role together for the Canucks in the playoffs if they get there. So number eight. that's. Yes, number eight, the Philadelphia Flyers. No, Mike and I kind of looked at each other and thought, nope, that's that's not right.
0: Yeah. Am I might have um, them at six where the capitals are. I would
1: I would bump them up at least a spot, if not two at most. Yeah. Uh, they of course begin their round robin series Saturday. Sorry, Sunday at 3 PM and uh, against the Boston Bruins. That's gonna be a fun one to watch. The biggest hit of them all. Oscar Lindbaum is on the roster less than one month after completing his cancer treatments. Excuse me, for Ewing Sukoma, uh, the miss. This is an interesting one. Nothing jumps out here with a healthy lineup as a 3 2 overtime win against the Penguins in their exhibition game. What do you think about that?
0: That first, they couldn't think of anything, so they just put them at eight and couldn't really think of a reason why for putting them at eight, <laughs> other than that nothing really stood out in their it's game. It's like. Against- it- Pittsburgh, which was against against Pittsburgh. It's two rivals. They're going to be a close game.
1: Right. Which it was. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Are we expecting something to come out in the first game back in an exhibition game?
1: Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number seven, Pittsburgh Penguins. um, Game one qualifying series against the uh, Canadians Saturday, 8 p.m. Uh, the biggest hit was Crosby returning after missing five practices in scrimmage last week. The center played, of course, against the Flyers in the overtime loss on Tuesday. The missed pit was over 3 with 4 shots and goal on their power play. And the Penguins were a 19.9 percent on the regular season, and were 16th
0: in the league on the uh, I, special teams. I like to say that's because of the Flyers PK that they weren't able to. But
1: I honestly think so. There was a huge play that stuck out in my mind. It was Katoriate, the hopeful, selkie winner, uh, where he dove for the puck in the Flyers zone. He got it, and from his knee, he was able to clear it, and uh, it was just an all-around awesome play by Coots. Uh, so I would switch the Flyers and the Penguins for sure. This one I might even bump up Philly to replace this team at number
0: six, Mike. Yeah. I'm bumping them up to I'd bump them up to six because to me all three of these teams are close. All they these are. teams, there's a weakness somewhere in all these three of these teams. Um, but I think the Flyers, and I'm just kind of basing it off of this past year and what I've seen from them. I think they are. I put here's what I'll say. I think if I'm rewriting this, I'd put the Capitals at eight, the Penguins at seven, and then the Flyers at six.
1: Yes. So literally just flip flop. Yes. Uh, Flyers and Caps.
0: Yeah. yeah. But the Capitals start um, their round robin game round round robin game if we haven't <laughs> mentioned it already against the Lightning on Monday at uh, Monday at 4 p.m. on NBC Sports. Yeah. Um, the hit for them is hope had a strong camp. Um, and he feels comfortable, which hopefully – because he had a terrible – he had not a great year. I was going to say – year He had an average, had an average year. And now the their miss is that they're going to miss. They're not going to have uh, Samson off. Uh, yeah,
1: and, and that, that's that's a
0: big one. Because think about – It's a big one, but they were going to already rely on Hopi anyways. Right. I wouldn't really – it's a miss, I guess, just in case they have to pull out Hopi at some point. But if they're pulling Hopi, even though – We've noticed it with the Flyers, they tend to pull them when they've already scored seven goals against them. Um, yeah. That it doesn't really matter at that point. True. Um, number five, another team I'd probably bump up. Probably I would. Eh, no, I'd actually stick. Eh, yeah,
1: that's a it, close it's, one. I I may it's have them. Tough.
0: If I bumped them up, it might be up to one more at four instead of five, but I'm fine sure. with them at five. Um, okay. But it's the Vegas Golden Knights who start their round-robin round Robin game, actually just mentioning it's the Dallas Stars, Monday at six thirty. Um This is huge. Uh, I keep forgetting yeah. that they have Robin Leonard and Mark andre Fleury. Um, they do. So that's they, So I'll put
1: it this way. On paper, they have mentioned. the best goalie tandem. Can mm-hmm. they be the best goalie tandem on the ice, though?
0: We'll see. Um, maybe I'll be like the Penguins. When the yeah. when they went back to back, um, but uh, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, no Pat Max Pacioretty, which would be, yeah, a loss huge. For the, with the Golden Knights. I don't think it would be a huge loss. Granted, thirty two goals is a good six six points and
1: thirty four points. Yeah, that's that so is huge, but I think even split pretty. I much. think they
0: could potentially survive without him.
1: I think they could, but it depends on how long he's out for. What. He- is going on with him, but mm-hmm. for Max Pacioretty, his career really amped up, because again, he was a very good player in Montreal, but I feel like he's just gotten better ever since getting traded to Vegas. It
0: took him a little time. This year, definitely. Last year, he was, didn't play.
1: Right. No, great. of course. Like, it, it took him some time, but you know this year, he really amped up scheme though. All right. Number four. Uh, number four, my personal favorite to appear in the conference finals in the West, the Colorado Avalanche, who have the hopeful heart winning trophy in a uh, player in Nathan McKinnon. who's my guess. Uh, that was my prediction from the beginning. I'm sticking with my prediction. Even though I believe it will be Leon Drysaddle, uh, which would be awesome to see. But uh, their round robin begins against the blues 6.30 PM on Sunday, a big hit. The abs are healthy, which is something they can say when, this, when the season were paused. Uh, when uh, the season was paused. Nathan McKinnon, Nazem Kadri, Mika Rantanen, Andre Pervikovsky, Matt Calvert, and Philip Grubauer were all out because of the injury. However, there is lack of postseason experience at goalies. Uh, Grubauer has only played 16 career NHL playoff games, and Pavel Francois has never played one. So, you know. I don't that's, care. Uh,
0: I, I, I don't I don't care. That's one I don't care about past. Yeah, he's played in sixteen. So,
1: hey, any, any bit helps.
0: I know any bit helps, but obviously there's going to be some playoff fa- playoff like atmosphere. But yeah, I don't know. I always have these things with people going back in years back of oh this guy has played this many games, so obviously they're going to be better. Which is probably <laughs> why people think that the Capitals or not the Black, Capitals, Blackhawks could beat the. Oilers just because, oh, they have a lot more experience. Right. But I think on paper, the better team right now is Edmonton. Edmonton. Yep.
1: Yeah, so that is number four. Number three, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, round robin, round robin against the Washington Capitals on Monday, 4 p.m. The hit, Steven Stamkos, their captain's back practicing and the said he feels good after missing every practice during training camp because of a lower body injury. He said he it was related to having core muscle surgery on March 2nd. He could be ready to play on Monday. That's not uh, a mess.
0: That's not a mess if he's expected to play.
1: Uh, the miss was Hedman, Victor Hedman did not travel with Tampa Bay to Toronto because of personal reasons. He is expected, of course, to arrive Friday and should be available to play against the Caps. It's a very small miss. <laughs> number two Mike go ahead
0: number two we are down to the final two <laughs> sorry I'm so, just reading this, this is not
1: a miss either
2: <laughs> alright go
1: ahead it made me laugh oh jeez,
0: oh, God. so as you mentioned earlier a couple <laughs> seconds ago uh, St. Louis starts theirs against Colorado Sunday at 630 um Obviously, the huge thing for them is they are getting Vladimir Tarasenko back, who yes. has missed majority of the season. Even though that didn't really seem to affect the Blues that much, because they still played just as well without him. Yes, which
1: question. is pretty scary.
0: It's pretty scary, but it also says how much of an impact he could have, or. I'd say it's a hit and also a miss because he missed so much time. Would he be able to get his feet back going again? Well, I, I think
1: that's why they said it was a miss. I don't think it's going to take him long to get his feet wet.
0: They said it was uh, a hit. I, I
1: didn't mm-hmm. say it was a miss. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I thought you said it was a miss
0: because he was I out, said out it, for so I, long. I said it could be. You gotcha. could, I could say it being half, halfsies. <laughs> it's hit and a miss. halfsies. <laughs> nice. Just because. Yeah he hasn't played since the beginning of the year right so he hasn't played longer than most of these guys and what he was and when he was out he was out because of an injury coming back and from an injury it's so much harder as we've seen many flyers have Mm -hmm. struggled coming back from injuries ghost g Vorchek. obviously those were more hip issues but We've seen at mm. times injuries can it can take some time before people get their feet going again. Absolutely. See that happen with Turcinski? Maybe not, but I can't rule it out either. Uh, so that leaves with us leaves us with number one, which was the best team this year in terms of point percentage: the Boston Bruins, who face off against Philadelphia Flyers on Sunday at three p.m. Um, their hits is, I see Derek Pasternak is getting with the team again. Um, There's a little worry there that maybe he wouldn't, he'd miss sometimes. Um, right. But it seems like he will be able to play. It um, will be good uh, will be good to go. Their miss is they'll be without Andre Kasha, who they traded for at the deadline. Um, he did not travel with the team to Toronto. The so that not. could be a huge, huge loss. I mean, it's Boston, I mean, she so.
1: wasn't really playing that much anyway for Boston. He which... played,
0: yeah. He, there was for many of these teams that got players out after the deadline. There wasn't mm-hmm. any games to really say how well they really really adapted to their new team. So right, but that was a quick little look at there. Um, nope. Yeah, the only thing I'd say, yeah, you know, I think all I said was where I would change with the list. But that's just me. For the yeah. I'd see the top five there, right? But that can actually change us over to um, Philadelphia and kind of what we, talked, what we talked about a second ago with um, Oscar Lindblom and the potential of him pl- actually playing in these playoffs. He is on the Flyers roster, which means he is eligible to play. But more than likely for me, because he's been off since December he'd have to get back into hockey shape and mm-hmm. also then game shape and then also be actually clear to be able to actually play in a game now for that to happen to me i feel like the flyers would have to be have to win at least a round or two depending on how long it takes oscar to right. get right but also
1: the other thing is and it I'm, also depends on seeing, how long the series
0: if, takes yeah if i'm seeing how how everyone has talked about us for and his spirit and how he's never lost that kind of drive for him. I'd like to say it's probably going to be earlier rather than later, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be a little, a little bit before you actually see him in a flyer Jersey, which once he is back does make a good question for the flyers before you put him. If it were me, I'd say you start him out on the third line just to ease back into it. If not,
1: even the fourth line, honestly. Yeah, yeah if not the fourth G- Give someone like Knack a chance and give him bump him up to the third line.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but what do you think of that with his potential of playing?
1: It honestly shocks me. I never expected him to even play in these playoffs. It's But then again, just the way he's been fighting all along, so inspiring. And the fact that he has been doing this well for every step of the way. I'm almost you know, I'm just speechless. It's it shouldn't be even possible. But the fact that he could potentially play in this playoffs and everything and the fact that he is on the roster is amazing as the story itself and of, you know, how much he's been able to um, you know, just grow and just uh it's a it's a very tough journey for him, but you know, he's he's getting there, so Sorry, Mike was having trouble with the microphone. Just cracked me up, but uh, but no. So, so I'm very excited for him. Uh, I'm wishing and praying all the best for him, and I really really hope that uh, we do get to see him play. I don't want to rush him back. Um, I don't want him to play until he feels like he's capable of playing and capable of skating and sticking with these guys. And because again, hey, I I'm don't want saying, something I'm just to go saying, wrong.
0: Before- before he was done his treatment, he did have a nice little wrist shot. He did, and that one time he was skating. There's a one video he of did. him. So he still has the hands. It's just getting his body acclimated again to right. game uh, shape and everything. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But all praises for Oscar to be able to fight this disease, and then again, if he actually plays a game. I know it's a season award, but there's no way I don't see him winning that award then. Right. That he was a finalist for. I know both those other guys, Bobby Ryan and the other guy who I'm blanking on his name, so I apologize for that. Shea Theodore. Yeah, Shea
1: Theodore. For the Bill Masterton trophy. Yeah. Yes. Uh,
0: They're also very much... uh, Deserving. And they're running... Deserving, too. Obviously, Bobby Ryan, who came back and had the hat trick, that is obviously very much uplifting and everything, but if... Oscar can come back, fight off this, fight off the cancer, and then somehow come into the playoffs. Like, if he comes into the playoffs and scores a goal, it just sucks that oh it God. wouldn't be in front of the Flyers fans.
1: I know. Just everyone at home, though, is going to be roaring. Yeah. And oh my gosh, it's going to be at least Twitter will explode.
0: It explodes already,
1: <laughs> and I know, but more, more than, more than usual, mm-hmm. and just I, I, I really think it would be awesome. I just, oh man, but I, I, I again, that that's the one thing I will miss. Whew, sorry. Um, I think I will miss the most is if he does come back and play, and if he actually does score a goal, which is very, very possible. I will miss the roaring of the crowd. In Philly. I think if this is a think, reg-
0: Do you think if it was, say, on the road?
1: I was just going to say that. Even if it's on the road, you're going to get a huge roar of people clapping, cheering, and everything. Mm-hmm. Even if it's oh, on the road, no matter who you're playing,
0: I Not, guarantee again, you. I am significant in knocking off the wood here, but say if the Flyers won the cup. He yeah. is by far the first person I've given the cup to.
1: Hands down. 1,000%. 1, 1,000% 1, there. I don't care what veteran hasn't won the cup. Oscar is getting the cup first. going to get it, it first. He has to skate
0: over get it, and then he's going to give it to oh. Oscar. <laughs>
1: Thank you for that, Mike. I realize that. He's the one, he's the first up after Giroux to get the cup handed to him and they're going to tell him to skate. And that's going to be one of the best things ever. Mm -hmm. So it's awesome.
0: And then next year we can have a similar thing with Nolan Patrick, maybe.
1: Yeah. So Um, we'll see. But But,
0: before we actually get into the flyers and their playoff runs, uh, maybe a little preview for their game against Boston, um, so as we talked about last time, but we never actually got to, um, was Shea Weber, yes. that anniversary of his uh, offer sheet, as the Nashville Predators uh, matched the Flyers' offer, um, which was a lot of money. And I forgot. off the top It of
1: was me. fourteen years, a total deal of one hundred ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: As we said, we were yeah. going to kind of give our thoughts of when it first happened. Oh, and then right. As we looked back now, looking back at it. Um, and as at the time, I kind of get it. I get why they were doing it because...
1: Oh, I was ecstatic um, when it Shady first Web,
0: happened. I think it was for multiple reasons because the Flyers' uh, D was not... It was bad. It, oh, yeah, it wasn't great. It, no, um, it was
1: flat out bad.
0: Yeah. But not only that, the year prior was um, Chris Pronger going down and his yes. career ending. So I figured I felt that they wanted to bring in a veteran like a Shea Weber or someone like that with a lot of experience that could help the young guys or whatever. So I get why they would have brought Shea Weber in to kind of fill in that hole.
1: Right. I'm, but not that also, aware. here's what the Flyers Defense Corps looked like at the time. Kino Tiemannan, Andre Mazaros, Braden Coburn, Luke Shen, who the Flyers traded one for one, James Ann four, Eric Gustafson, Bruno Gervais, Curtis Foster, Nicholas Grossman, Brandon Manning, Alfred Lordson, Kent Huskins, who I have no idea who that is, and yes, Andreas Lillia. Yep. So this team desperately needed help. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: but so- if you look at Look at uh, Shea Weber's numbers. and I know in the past couple years, especially, he's been hurt more.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so that, obviously, his age, he's 34 now. So 14 years after that, we would have been hitting yourself at this point because he wouldn't have been able to, at this point, play a full season. But when he does play, he is pretty, so pretty effective. This last year, he didn't, actually didn't do terrible, actually. He put up 36 points this year. Um, but yeah, he had the only year where he didn't put up great numbers was 12, 13. He put up 28 points, but mm-hmm. he only played 48 games that year and 17, 18, he only played 26 games, but he had 16 points that year. Um, yeah. and here and there, yeah, in the following years, he's been hurt. So,
2: yeah.
0: He's still um but in that time he played seventy-nine seven and three seventy-eight year seventy eight game seasons uh in between with Nashville and Montreal. And obviously now he's oh, gonna yeah. be back um and, uh, in uh the playoffs with mm-hmm. Montreal. So we'll see how he does there. Yeah. But but the crazy thing this, is is again you mentioned he, Sorry, sorry, one second before you, you go up. Yeah, yeah, um, There were a couple of years there where he was near the top for uh, Norris voting. 16, 17, he was sixth. He was third in 13, 14. He was fourth in 13, uh, 14, 15. And in 15, 16, he was 10th in Norris voting. Wow. After that, that he hasn't crazy. really been nominated for really anything or even all-star at that point. So mm-hmm. there's been a drop. There would have been some uplift there, but then there, at this point, you would have seen a drop and you would have really wish you would have gotten picks that you would have would have lost if it wasn't doing that which would be obviously and the players So now
1: I will put it this way my initial reaction which I have right here
0: but to me I wasn't I thought it was way too long when I saw it It was like oof that would have been way too long for me even yeah. at that time, but I would have been okay with it just because it was J. Weber, and I kind of like right. Weber. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm completely fine with the Flyers not the yeah. natural Predators off, uh, matching off. Matching that
1: offer. Offer. So, a couple things. So my first reaction, I screenshotted the nof- notification from Score Center of all things from ESPN, and it says. S- SC, NHL, Predators, Retained, Shea Weber, matched a 14-year, $110 million off-sheet he signed with the Flyers. And I literally posted it on Matt's Facebook wall, and I said, are you kidding me, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> so clearly, I was not happy. But because looking you're going back... Going back
0: in your mindset, look at that D. Look what you lost in Pronger. Look at that exactly. D. Exactly, so yeah. you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Th- that would have been a huge, yeah. huge hole to fill.
1: However, though, looking back now in hindsight, it's yeah. a huge blessing in disguise because it would have cost the Flyers four first-round draft picks. And here's who the Flyers drafted. Uh, at uh, in, in, so the, the Flyers ended up picking around. I have the picks here on the exact like. Um, spots that they picked all right anyway so let me see if it mentions here Here we go so the, the flyers selected at uh number 11 2013 number 17 2014 number 7 2015 and number 18 2016 so number so the first draft in 2013 that they would have missed out on was samarin and he hasn't panned out that well unfortunately because of injury so yeah travis sanheim that's a big one but this is the biggest of them all Ivan Provorov at number 7, 2015, or forward Travis Konechny, also in 2015 draft, and Gurman Rubisov, who they had the 18th overall pick, but remember, they traded down. So they would not have had Rubisov either. So they would have lost out on all four of those players. Mm -hmm.
0: And then at that point, Hexo wouldn't have gotten the praise for what he did. Afterwards, after Holmgren.
1: Exactly. Because, again, it was Paul Holmgren who decided to – and, again, I get where he was coming from with this one, and I honestly thought it was a good move at the time. I was dead wrong because mm-hmm. it's a lot of money, and it would have cost the Flyers a lot of first-round picks, especially very good first-round picks, clearly. And um, I'm just very happy that <laughs> the National Predators <laughs> – uh, accepted and yeah. matched the offer.
0: And then traded him years after. Yeah, and that's the
1: ironic part of all of this. He ended up for, getting traded anyway. Uh, Subban. P.K. Suban one for one. Mm-hmm. That was the day Twitter um, really blew up because not only on that day that happened, but it seemed that uh, P.K. got traded for Weber. Keller Hall got traded one for one for Adam Larson. <laughs> <sighs> so that was... <laughs> I know. That was good times. Yeah, it was.
0: <laughs> Anyways, that was a little quick segment on Shea Weber, but mm-hmm. um, first let's – be while we go back into the Flyers uh, and their playoff bubbles and everything. Yes. What did you – because you saw the game uh, Yes. Tuesday against the Penguins, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, what no, I, I saw, like, a good amount of game. Okay. and
0: What do you think uh, of your overall play?
1: Overall play, um, they, they looked pretty sharp for a team that's you know and hasn't played in, in several months. And uh, for the crazy thing is, uh, you know, they were a team that last we saw them in, in action, they had won uh, nine out of ten in a row. Well, you know, or sorry, nine out of their last ten, and it was pretty remarkable the fact that in the kind of hockey they had been playing um so it, it's uh you know it it was cool to see but the fact that you know they're they're back they're playing hockey and everything it i'm not going to lie they picked up almost right where they left off you know i'm sure they had a a bit yeah, of a goal stuff.
0: yeah yeah
1: the early up. goal didn't help but i will say uh um, you know it, it, i don't think it was the best goal let up by heart you know some a tiny bit of rust there which is again expected it was also uh, not
0: I, the best defensive effort there no too.
1: it definitely wasn't uh, I think it could have been defended much better than it actually was, and uh, you know it's again it was not the, the best played, you know best defended play as you mentioned, Mike, and, yeah. and uh, you know again it was it was a tremendous
0: pass luckily, by only Jake like Gensel. Five minutes later, the Flyers scored with uh, yes, Sean uh, Couturier, yeah, new baby daddy, Sean uh, yeah. Couturier. <laughs> he got the ball rolling for the Flyers. Um, and not too far after that, Hollywood Hayes got yes. on the board after he... after A horrible Bay play by Evgeny flung.
1: Malkin. Yeah.
0: Like, by horrible. The better center, according to uh, NHL.com, yep. and Sean Couturier, turned yep. over the that, puck in true. his own zone by Kevin Hayes, who wasn't even on that list. Um, yep. And he beat uh, Matt Murray.
1: Yes. By the way, I will say Matt Murray, he did not look great.
0: He didn't look great, but he didn't look terrible after the free settled down. He
1: did settle down, but um, I will say this it wouldn't surprise me if Matt Murray got benched in favor of Tristan Jari. I could be wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if they have a
0: quick, they have a fast kind of adjustment there that they have to make. They're playing into playing the playoffs, so
1: yeah exactly if, so they have Diego to get this right.
0: in that first game and say he struggles against montreal and they lose that first game i wouldn't be surprised if they quickly go to jari jari right or vice versa
1: yeah no absolutely it, it could honestly go oh, either way um i really think that jari is going to get the start mm-hmm. um again we'll see we will see what happens but I, i'm super excited uh but all on all the uh, the flyers they looked pretty dang good um you know then you know a couple of hiccups here and there, but you know that's expected after not playing hockey for several months, which was also
0: um, said by uh Elaine Ven too after the game, yeah, he said he thought they started out well, but kind of fell off as the game went yeah. on, so that's how you can it's still gonna be the same flyers team as it was in the season, so right. everybody's gonna just pay close attention to this team. And a great thing also, which we haven't mentioned yet, because you mentioned earlier with Montreal and uh, what's-his-face, but Igor Zamula made yes. in this game as well. He did. The, that the was very guys, cool to see. The extra two guys they went with was Mark Freeman and Zamula. Both Braun and uh, Haig were scratches in that game. Yeah. Also, as well as a
1: very positive note, Shane Goss' bear looked awesome. Yeah. He uh, his skating was great. He said this is the best he's felt in the past several years, uh, which is always very encouraging also they
0: finally he, they in that last sequence when they scored the goal. Now he didn't set up the play, but he yeah. was on that three on three. He was back in overtime with Simola. Uh, Ma- no, ghost with uh, oh oh yes ghost 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 with Lawton and TK. I think it was TK. Yeah, TK set up Lawton yeah, for that goal. Because
1: TK was the one who passed it. Yeah,
0: yeah, but he was also on the ice for that goal. So they finally put him yep. on the over uh, an OT again, which is awesome. Because during the season, they I don't think they were having him. Because I think it was Provorov, Niskanen, and then I think it was like Sandheim. Yeah, but that was also the last three on three the fires are going to play for OT, yes.
1: which is okay with me. Yep. So that is all good stuff there, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I'm I'm super excited for for but each of these guys. But also, that just makes it
0: because Zamula must have had a really good camp in the coach's eyes if he's playing. In he that, did. Uh, if he's playing in that game, which yeah, I, I doubt he's gonna be in any of these uh, games coming up for the Flyers. But no,
1: hey, can't hurt to get him ready.
0: Yeah, would not hurt to get him ready, and I wouldn't be surprised if I don't think he's above Freeman at this point. So if someone mm. gets hurt.
1: I don't think so.
0: Yeah, even though it'd be, um, it'd be kind of hard for him, too, because they would already have Haig or Ghost or Myers. No, not right. Myers. Myers, I think, is pretty much solid in that. Uh, he should be. Again, he should be. All camp, he was in the second pair with uh, Sandheim, so I think he yeah. might have been pushed down to the third pair.
1: And, and uh, Myers and Sandheim, that, that's a just a... Dominating duo right there that they're you can't both, ignore. They're both
0: still developing players, but once they're de- they've they developed the way that people hope they can be, that is a very solid second pair. Yeah. They got the size, they ha- they are able to shut down people, and they also have the offensive abilities as well.
1: Yes, they do. Very exciting times, and mm-hmm. I- I'm just, I'm so thrilled for this and team there. This
0: going kind to of actually, the one person that because everything everyone has said over and over again of how, or the questions always been how different it's gonna feel with no fans and everything. Mm-hmm. Niskin was actually the one person that says there could actually be some benefit to having no fans there for uh, yeah breakouts and everything.
1: I think so because again, you can hear where each guy needs to go. You can, mm-hmm. there th- there are a, quite a lot of benefits to it, and you know I, I think that Niski has a, a very good point
0: he's going to be relied on heavily, especially defensively for that leadership role. Yeah. He won a cup. 100%. Braun, too, because he's also gone deep in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so, those guys are going to be heavily relied on as they go from yeah, absolutely. Now, I think forwards are still a question mark there. Um, I right. hope Thompson isn't playing, but maybe he played in that game. But I think they're going to have three games, too. I think that last game and their round and their uh uh seedings is going to be mm-hmm. the deciding factor of what Probably. they going with. And
1: uh, and we could even see like what the lineup actually looks like mm-hmm. in that last game.
0: No, I meant for the last game they're going to play, I think before the playoffs actually start. Right. You yeah, know no,
1: I know I'm saying like right. um th- whatever that is like that that could oh, end up it, being got it, got it. yeah. what it looks like for the actual Playoffs,
0: that, you know. Yeah, because um, yeah, I think the next game, you're probably going to see and Braun, uh, yeah, Hague and Braun back in there. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if it goes to scratch just to see what they got. Anything game
1: um, about that? I don't know. Cause
0: I, <sighs> Unless they roll with the same lines Pittsburgh, against Pittsburgh, but again... The best part I have to say with the teams that they play for these uh, playing games mm-hmm. is the fact that, um, to me, I think they get through the hardest team first in Boston. Yeah. Granted, none of these none of these games are easy by any stretch. But no. if the Flyers play the Capitals that they did all season, if they play, they're going to be season, just fine. <laughs> yeah, they'll be just fine there. And Tampa Bay, it's going to be another tough one, but maybe. Um, but at that point, say if the Flyers take the first two, that might make it so the Flyers get second. Mm-hmm. That won't be terrible. Second that is the second case, yeah. Second seed. So we'll see how it all plays out.
1: Very exciting times ahead for not just Flyers fans, Jeffrey. but hockey fans.
0: So, Jeff, guess what it means? Since hockey is back, we are back. Prediction soon. time! hmm so Jeffrey, the only game that is known for the Flyers, the other games are still to be dated. Um, how do you think the Flyers will fare against the Boston Bruins the second time around, months after their last meeting that we went to?
1: Last time they were shut out two nothing. I'm gonna say four two Flyers victory.
0: I say three two in overtime. The Ooh. Flyers win.
1: Another old time.
0: But there's one there. Should to save them. But. You mean when
1: shit out, you mean Marshawn missing the puck, right? Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what a moment. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever witnessed anything like that in no. my life before.
0: No, I, no never. <laughs> it's, it's
1: great. All right, here are your goal scorers.
0: Um. I say Bergeron and McAvoy.
1: Ooh, there you go.
0: For the Flyers, I'm going Coots. Let's get TK on the board and JVR. JVR will get the game winner.
1: Nice. I'm going to go Charlie Coyle because uh, I, I said 4-2. Charlie Coyle and Jake DeBrusque. I think like he always kills the Flyers for some reason. He does. Um, I'm going to go TK.
0: Unfortunately, he did not get the 40 goals he thought he was going to get.
1: I know. I'm sad. I'm really sad about that. It was very was ambitious. 16 was, away. Yeah,
0: it was a very ambitious goal there, Jeff.
1: Yeah. I right? know. I'm set. So, we're going to go TK. Knack.
0: We don't have McDonald anymore. Knack. Uh, Clown.
1: Come on, man. What's he doing? Um, I'll go Rafflecopter okay. and then Niskanen.
0: All right. All right. So, we're both so predicting a win. Spreading it around. Yeah. Hopefully, that actually happens. So,
1: that
0: will be nice. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully better than the game we want to. Yeah. But I think that's all we really got for today.
1: I'm pretty sure, yeah. And that, <laughs> I think we're better the ready for a nap here, it sounds yeah. like. Dude, I'm pretty beating myself. I'm not going to lie.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be back on Tuesday for another <laughs> roundtable podcast, yeah. and Jeff and I will um, be back next week to kind of recap. Yeah all the games that have already been taking place yes um stand and all that good stuff
1: yes we're um, hoping to have a special guest during our next hockey podcast we got to double check with them to mm-hmm. confirm um so flyers fans uh, might be familiar with the name so uh, we'll leave it at that
0: yep and until then we'll see you